Hi everybody and welcome to this Garden International School podcast. My name is Nicola Nelson and I'm Head of Primary here at Garden and joining me today is Neil Bowker who is one of our Deputy Head Teachers in the Primary School. Hi Neil and welcome to this podcast. Hi Nicola, how are you today? Good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm very, very good, thank you. Good, okay. So we are here today to talk about our very exciting new primary school curriculum at Garden, which you have been a key driver of, in fact, probably the key driver of this new curriculum over the past two years, when we both joined Garden at the same time. So we're going to talk a little bit about the curriculum today and try to explain to anybody listening what is different, what is new, what is exciting about our new curriculum. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just ask you a few questions. So I think just to start off with, can you can you talk us through the journey that the primary school curriculum has been on in the past two years? Because it's quite a journey. It is quite a journey. So I'll, I'll try and keep it brief and, and succinct uh, as as much as possible for you. So um, a couple of years ago, we sat down as a as a leadership team and worked uh, through our strategic plan. And one of the key areas that we were looking at to kind of evaluate at the time. Uh, was our creative curriculum and the personalization of, of learning that we have at, at Garden International School. So as part of our due diligence coming in, uh, we met with, we actually met with every class teacher and every uh, assistant teacher and also our middle leadership and senior, senior leaders throughout the, throughout the school, including secondary. Um, and then we also met with our children, got some student voice and also the, the parent stakeholders as well to gather feedback on how our curriculum's going, how they feel that the, the curriculum in its current state fit the, the purpose and drive behind what we were trying to achieve at the school and the absolute best outcomes for the children that we're, we're developing in alignment with our vision and values. And from, from those meetings, from the feedback that we got, it came out as, as quite clear that the curriculum needed, it needed a bit more room for it, needed a, a bit more uh, working on uh, fresh eyes. So uh, one of the key messages coming from the staff was that the curriculum certainly needed more uh, focus to be more on developing our students and what we're trying to achieve as a school. Um, so as part of that, in, in the first of the two years, we undertook a full curriculum review um, to determine where exactly we were and then what we needed to do as our next steps to be able to hit that desired state that had come to the fore from the feedback uh, that we've got in alignment with, with what the, the school is trying to achieve. And we also met with our secondary school colleagues and, and found some information that came from those was, was absolutely incredible. So as part of our creative curriculum design, we were, we were hooking up to ensure that we had that coverage all the way from EYC to our children, all the way through to, to year 13. So we had that clear alignment and then we wanted that journey to be as pure and as significant as possible for every child uh, that, that came to us. So the curriculum team focused on research, it focused on what's happening out there at the moment on all of the experience that we've got at the moment. But the absolute key to us was making it bespoke for Garden International School and what we want our children to be, what we want their experience to, to be in, in the school as well. Let's make it as an exciting and as purposeful as we absolutely can. So we started to look at the our timetable from the feedback that we had from the, the staff. We found that the timetable was constrictive in terms of having that opportunity to go deeper in learning. Um, so we looked at the timetable, extended some of our opportunities for the for the inquiry to go deeper through a topic-based curriculum, and then we started to really hash out 
what our units would look like and how we could bring in what I'm going to talk about later, Nick, in, in terms of golden threads to be able to get our children to get to the core root of what we want those as people and as individuals to look like uh, when they when they exit the school as well and to continue on that journey that the, the foundations that Garden International School has instilled with them. So it's a, it's a huge job uh, to do a curriculum review. And then as part of, of this academic year, we, we've, we've worked with our middle leadership team and our teachers as well. And again, as I say, the, the students to be able to develop this curriculum that we feel um, will, will really revamp uh, what we feel 21st century learning should look like. And we've been talking about 21st century learning now for, for 21 years. And we now feel that this curriculum befits what all of the, the rhetoric and, and theory was suggesting at the time. Um, so in terms of soft skills, in terms of uh, dispositions in, in children, we feel it goes a lot further than just a knowledge-based curriculum. Brilliant. And you, men you mentioned a couple of times there about the curriculum being bespoke. And of course, you know, part of our mission at Garden is, is to, to create brave, brilliant, inquisitive students that can go out. And you mentioned the 21st century learner. So is it, is it fair to say that we think through this curriculum, our students are going to have a more personalised experience? And that's why we felt it was important to, to develop it in this way rather than just buy a curriculum because you can you can just you can get lots of curriculums that have already been written by other people and bring them into your school but that's not the approach that we took yeah absolutely and we, we looked at several curriculums we looked you know there's, there's a lot of um there's a lot of publishers out there at the moment that are given a lot of information about different curriculum design obviously the school at the moment is is working heavily on principles of instruction um, so we took all of that information and all, all of our work on responsive teaching at the moment to say, right, every individual in our school counts and we want the absolute best outcomes, not just academically, but on a personal note as well, for them to flourish as individuals when they leave the school. So when, you talk, when we talk about a bespoke curriculum, we talk about everything that the child encounters from the class teacher to walking down a corridor, all of those things that they are going to be immersed in they should all be befitting uh, around what we're trying to achieve for the student. And the curriculum is, is where that starts. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, as you say, it's all about that, that individual excellence, but not just academically. It's about that, that holistic approach and that 21st century student that we want to go out into the world and just you know, be able to do whatever they want to do as an individual. Yeah, and it's probably important, Nicola, to say as well that the curriculum that we've got is a, it's a framework. So the, the units that we've designed and the work that we, we want the, um, the, the plan of delivery to look like, it, it, it has to have responsive teaching at, it, at the centre, at its core. Um, so the, the units that we have in place, they're malleable. They can, be, they can be altered. It shouldn't be a treadmill of activities, of lessons to be able to start at A and finish at Z. And this is the product that we want. It should, that's actually the opposite to the to the way that we've designed the curriculum. It's, it's very much there for the teachers to respond to the individuals that they've got in their class. We're a big school. We want people to work together. So the students shouldn't just be working with their one class teacher at all times. When the situation fits, we want them to be able to carousel. We want them to be able to use and explore the full facilities that are available at Garden International School. But the absolute core route is that it should befit the children that are in that classroom. 
brilliant. Okay, so so we we have called our new curriculum a topic curriculum, which is actually moving away from what we've had previously because gardens always had what it's called an inquiry based curriculum. Now there are elements of inquiry within our new curriculum, but we've ch we've we've changed that description from inquiry to topic. So just can you talk a little bit about what is a topic curriculum? What do we mean by that? Yeah, so the, the topic curriculum, uh, and I'll go into how it's slightly different to the inquiry curriculum that we had uh, a few years ago in, in a moment. We've basically broken up our key coverage of um, national curriculum plus our bespoke areas of the curriculum into four strands of learning. So our units then fall, fall into those four strands of learning. So um, we've got We Are GIS, we've got the, the STEAM unit, we've got the Think Global um, at local units and, and those units are there to leverage all of the things that we need to make our curriculum exciting, engaging, purposeful, challenging and there are our, our principles around it. The key for us around the topic based curriculum is that we're teaching in a cross curricular way, we've got breadth and depth across so wherever we've got our English units we look to, to get our key quality texts that align wherever possible. Uh, with the units that we're having and so then we're bringing in all, all of those different threads all of those interdisciplinary skills for the children to be able to access so it's that real immersion that we want and then how that differs slightly from our inquiry curriculum is the is the absolute key to it is the scaffolding and modeling so we felt and it, you know it, it wasn't our voice it was the voice of the students the voice of the parents and the voice of the teachers that came back saying the inquiry curriculum the, the children were going and doing a lot. They were doing a lot of inquiry, but they weren't necessarily equipped with the skills to be able to really go deeper with their learning. We were covering lots, um, but those opportunities for the children to develop those core skills that we're talking about as golden threads that we have in our topic curriculum now, uh, were, they, were, they, they weren't to the point where we would like them to be. So we've really focused on that and because of the core, you know, the real quality feedback we've had from those, I feel that we've been able to design a, a topic curriculum that goes a lot further. So, so one example would be that debating has always been something that's core in, in our curriculum at Garden. But when we actually started to talk to the children, when we started to do our monitoring and evaluating as a school, we, we felt that we could equip the children more with their persuasive writing, with their persuasive debating skills, with those real core high modality uh, verbs and adverbs, not to go into too much detail with the English, um, but to really tap into what we're very, very good at and to make those links across. So, to, so when the children do that self-study, when they work collaboratively in teams to go deeper and further with their research, for example, they've been equipped with research skills. So when, it, when that comes to the end point, which we're, you know, we've got our reflection weekend, and we've got our, what we're calling a performance task. The children have had that opportunity over 12 weeks in some of the units to really harness and leverage uh, their work to be able to then demonstrate that in a forum as well. So we, we feel that the topic curriculum has evolved past uh, where the inquiry curriculum was. Yeah, and I think it's more rigorous, isn't it? So everything that you've just described, there's just that deeper rigor there to make sure that those skills and abilities that we want to develop in our students are going to stick and of course in the longer term when they're moving on to secondary and you mentioned research and debating skills you know those are things that that students are definitely going to need to use more and more as they move through the secondary school and and so everything that we're doing in primary here 
is going to benefit our, you know, our students as they move into secondary as well. And, and I think that's a really key point, isn't it? Yeah, and I, and I think you just kind of introduced into, into the next bit I was going to mention as well, that as part of Ghana International School, we use understanding by design principles. So by having those meetings um, with, with all of our colleagues throughout primary and secondary school, it's really allowed us uh, to, to get together a lot deeper understanding of, of who's doing what and when, but also to kind of blow the doors off, take away any ceiling that, that pre-existed um, between primary and secondary and that development of the children. So I, I know I was involved in, in a meeting with the geography and, and history uh, leaders in secondary school, and they would, you know, they couldn't believe how aspirational and how incredible this curriculum will, will be. And, and they were saying that on the back of this, they will now alter and change some of their units of study because they were saying, right, well, we need to challenge these these students further. We need to get them more involved. If you're building in the foundations and the building blocks in primary, we can go even further. And, you know, looking at our academic results in secondary, which are already phenomenal, it's building a platform for something. I'm getting goosebumps. It's, it's building something, a platform for something that could be truly, you know, truly fantastic. And it's just so exciting because the students are at the center of all of this. They're at the center of all of the design, all of the responsive teaching. So it, it's just, it's incredible. It's, it should be an incredible time to be a student at Garden International School. It is incredibly exciting. And then, and I always love talking to you about this because you're <laughs> very excited and, it, and, and it's precious. And I'm really excited about it as well. And, and those conversations with secondary are, are brilliant. And certainly I've, I've had those conversations with members of the secondary leadership team. Um, even just within the last two weeks, we've talked about how we can now start to look at the key stage three curriculum and take some of, you know, well, a lot of what we've developed here into key stage three. We've got plans for those leaders in those different key stages to, to actually meet more often, to liaise more often and, and you know, make sure we've got those links and that that understanding by design that you've just described that it's really embedded and you know it's it's and again it's it's all for our students it's all to make that journey even better than it already is at GIS so it is exciting okay we've mentioned a couple of times um golden threads so you, you've talked us through in quite a bit of detail about about the curriculum but we haven't really talked in detail about what the golden threads are so can you tell us a little bit about those yeah, and, and if we haven't mentioned it enough, they, they absolutely, they're, they're paramount, they underpin everything that, that we're doing um, from, from the moment that the students walk, in fact, before, before the students even walk through the door at Garden, at the Garden International School, and also this year with the staff before they enter into to Garden International School. We're, we're working a lot on adult learning, we're working a lot on, obviously, as, as part of this creative curriculum design, uh, personalised learning approach to ensure that our diverse community and the needs of our students that we have, especially, you know, at, at the moment um, with, with, the, with the pandemic and the things that are, are happening uh, around the world, we, we need to be able to equip our students, our, our learners, if you will, appropriately for them to, for them, for them to be able to be, feel equipped and to, to have a toolkit. And we feel at Garden International School that, you know, we're the ones that can encourage and, and support the children greatly to be able to be as successful as possible. So just very briefly, our, our golden threads for the new uh, curriculum, we're going to be looking at the behaviours and values and obviously the mission statement of, of Garden International School, the, the social emotional learning, uh, intercultural learning, and then the Garden International learner skills as well. 
So we've actually, what was it, about three weeks ago, we've gone through our formal planning stages for what our medium-term plan, what our units are going to look like for, for when we return uh, in August. So our first unit for years one to six, and I know we're going to talk about this uh, slightly later, so I'll, I'll just skirt over it, is our WeRGIS unit. So throughout our curriculum, throughout, from a horizontal point of view, so in, in year one, we, we want our social-emotional learnings to be rich we want the children to be equipped like i was saying with the the absolute best of the best that we can support them with from the very very start of their experience in school and in eyc as well what we found in the past and it's re the reason we've called it a golden thread is that we don't just want it to sit as say week three lesson four we don't want it to be something that we just pull off the shelf and deliver now and again, where the children sit in a circle and we talk about some social-emotional uh, learning aspects. What we want this to be is something that's continuous. We want it to fall in line with the creative curriculum where it is, oh, sorry, it shouldn't fall in line, it shouldn't underpin our creative curriculum where it weaves throughout. So if we're, if we're talking about uh, moral compasses or if we're talking, like I was saying earlier, if we're having a, a debate, then our understanding of intercultural learning or our learner skills link directly with those. So, for example, one of our learner skills is communication. We might be talking about an aspect of social emotional learning or intercultural learning that we're going to have a, a debate about. And those elements, like I was saying, in, in terms of the topic approach, is very much about scaffolding and modeling those skills to the children so they can start to implement those. So just to go through them briefly, Obviously, our, our recipe that we have at, at Garden Slash School, they make up our core values. So throughout the academic year, we'll be looking at those values, looking at the opportunities that we, that we have and linking them with our uh, behaviour uh, policy and our routines that we have in the school to be able to embed those values in, in the children as well. We've got a common language, common approach, a common understanding of what a, an excellent uh, student looks like at Garden International School but it all underpins that we're all coming together as a community to do it. The social emotional learning, we all feel that the children need to be ready to be ready to learn, to be happy to learn, but they need to feel safe and secure in their environments as well. And, and, and Sal is all about teaching the children about themselves, about managing their, 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 their emotions and being aware of their social place, about their community, about them being able to support themselves, but also knowing who to go to and, and how to, to use the, the plethora of information and support that they've got in Garden International School. So CEL is all about discussing these elements. It's, it's about putting them at the fore so that we don't, we don't step away and brush it under the carpet or put it into the background. We bring it to light and we talk about these elements so the students feel adequate and they feel happy and they feel secure. So then they're ready to learn. And we're not, you know, we're not doing it for academic excellence. Again, we're going back to our mission, mission and values, which is about developing every individual to be the best person, and I stress person intentionally, to be the best person that they can possibly be um, when, they, when they transition out of school uh, into college, et cetera. So the intercultural learning aspect is, is, is it's a huge development. It's one of the things, I know you've already mentioned, I get quite excited and passionate, but intercultural learning is definitely... One of the things at the fore of that as well, as one of, as, as our unit delivery for our creative curriculum, our topic approach, we want to use intercultural learning as a key vehicle to teaching the children, not about that we want them to learn from different cultures. We've got over 60 nationalities 
uh, of students in, in Garden International School. And we want to leverage all of the fantastic amazingness <laughs> and uniqueness that, that's there within it. So we really want to bring in the different heritage, the different cultures. But by doing that, we also want to use significant people from past and present and people that are very... Um, People that, people that are paramount, people that you and I growing up, we should have learned about. Yeah. People that don't just fit the, the poster build, they're not just topical at, at that very time. It's, it's people that we can learn from and cultures that we can learn from, not just about. So we're going past flags, we're going past national dress, we're going into the deep roots of things. So what we're doing in the primary school is we're creating that line in the sand to say, we want our children to understand what the, what the makeup is of, of a culture mm. and, and how that culture is alive and well, yeah. even if it's slightly different to the one that you have as, as, as a background or where you came from. And it's, and it's, how, that, it, it's, it's how that comes to be in Garden International School and, and, and how, how as learners and as teachers we facilitate to make, that, make it so that the school is even better because of that nurturement of all of the different cultures as well. So like I touched on, we, we also want to take significant people and significant events to be able to then unpack and explore. So the children can start to relate, they can start to debate and discuss and have dialogue uh, around these, these different elements that we just feel are so pure and so necessary to be able to, to introduce the, the children to the world. Yeah, and it's and to, and to link back to something you, that we we've mentioned earlier, it's all about preparing our students to go out into the into the world. It's 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 getting them ready to to cope with anything. So having that intercultural understanding is increasingly important in our interconnected world, isn't it? And and also social and emotional learning, which as we know is going to be one of our key strategic drivers of learning going forwards. Children being able to manage their own emotions, being self-aware where being able to take feedback, being able to act on that feedback, being able to understand and communicate and make relationships with others and, and have that sense of belonging. It's, it's all equipping our students to, to just, you know, as we keep saying, to be the very best that they can be when they go out into the big world. And it's really yeah. exciting. It's incredibly exciting that, that we're doing that. Absolutely. And the world's such a small place now that we want the children to be able to, to be themselves and to understand everything that's happening around them, regardless of the four coordinates of the, of the planet that, that they're on at any given time. So again, it's, it's all going back to that core, isn't it? It's all about the student. It's all about that student-centered approach so that we can cater and we can customize our, our delivery and our planning approach but from such a, a large scale, so from such a macro zoomed out view, this is being done by intent. Mm -hmm. So it's not just in pockets of the school, this is our understanding of our curriculum, of the way that we monitor and evaluate. So the things that we live and breathe are all around these core golden threads. And again, the, the reason that we've called it a thread is because we want it to be continuous. We want it to be occurring in discussions every day. We want to, to do it when the children arrive at, at the classroom. There's discussions being had and there's recaps and the children have gone away and done some flipped learning. They're coming to the classroom with things they want to share. We're having those discussions constantly. Like I say, not just off the shelf. It's Wednesday, lesson four. We're going to learn about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. We want it to be, we want to live and breathe it. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And just, just the last one. For, for the golden threads is obviously the, the GIS learner skills. So it's our, 
It's our five core skills that, that we develop, that we embed. The, the, the learner skills, are, without, without actually tagging learner skills to all of the things that I've been talking about so far, the learner skills are everything that I'm talking about. So the, the learner skills are those core skills that we want the children to develop. And they are, they are there as a, as a golden thread, again, because they need to be explicitly modeled. They need to be explicitly taught for the children to be able to then go and practice, to be able to get some understanding and then to be able to refine that mastery to, to using it uh, themselves. And, and, and part of that, the core, is about our responsive teaching approach. It's about high quality feedback. It's about children knowing what they're doing. They're on the right pathway to that excellence. Um, so, so again, the learner skills are being explicitly taught, but they are implicit in everything that we do as, as well. Yeah, and that's really important to say because, because the learner skills are not something new. They've been at GIS for a number of years, but what you just said about them being intentionally mapped and strategically taught is something that we felt we needed to improve upon, that we needed to, to, to make it more explicit. So I think that's really important. Um, and you mentioned, we've both mentioned actually a couple of times the We Are GIS unit. Um, can you just briefly talk through what is that? What is, what is the We Are GIS unit? What's that all about? It's the launch. It's the welcome to this new academic year. It's the you are you are amazing. Come into the fold unit. It's the we are GIS. It's it's going to happen at the start of the academic year in every year in primary. It's there to set the scene. It's there to get the kids involved for them to develop their sense of self, to sense to develop that sense of where they are in the classroom. Um, obviously, the class charter and things like that happen at, at this time. It's, it's to establish those routines, the ownership, um, that the opportunity for them to, to stamp their authority and to, 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 you know, to know who they are as, as individuals. The, the We Are GIS unit is cell heavy. So it's one that we feel we, we've used. We use a, a product, a, a package at the moment to support us where we really feel that those great starts, the new beginnings of the new academic year, they need to happen well and they need to happen quickly to be able to support the children to be successful uh, for the rest of the academic year. And I know that that might sound cliche, it's been played out before, but through our curriculum design, our We Are GIS unit is all about making that child feel part of the classroom, part of their year group, part of their immediate surroundings, but then much, much more than that, because that's normally, typically from my experience, Nicola, that's normally where it starts and ends. It's normally about this is my classroom. I know who such and such is. Right, okay, I'm ready to go. We we are going much further than that. We want the children to know who the who the librarian is. We want them to know who their key leaders are. Huge for us as part of our safeguarding. We want them to know who their trusted adults are in school and, and in the community as well. We also want them to know the other teachers and the other the other children. So within our We Are GIS, it's then broken into different aspects. So with our year six learners, for example, we want them to be the role models. So what we've called theirs is with great power comes great responsibility. So that is, it's the mantle, you are year six. What does it mean to be a year one student in garden? So we've buddied up the classes, we've buddied up the year groups so that that experience and that journey and everything we've talked about so far in terms of the flavour and what we instill within our students at Garden is there and it's safe and, it's, and it's, it's secure and it's being developed constantly, but through student agency. We want the children to be at the forefront of this 
and we want it to evolve. So like I was referring to there, we've got different aspects that are, that are being introduced as part of that We Are GIS. So another example is in year three, we introduce um, uh, the iPad. So for, for each student, we, we've actually got the year three unit under We Are GIS's iLearn. Within that, they talk about cybersecurity, resilience, responsibility, um, but it goes far beyond just learning how to use an iPad. It's about being part, again, we're talking about community constantly. It's, it's about being, being part of an online community as much as a community within the classroom and, and a community within school. So We Are GIS is all about developing who they are, where they are, and how they make up and how they're responsible for, for, for taking the, the school and each other to even greater places than it, than it is now. Yeah, and that sense of community is something that, you know, we already do it really well at Garden, but again, this is just going to push push it to next level. And I, I wrote down actually just before when you were talking leveling up, because I think when we've when we've discussed this curriculum a lot over the past year, we have talked about how everything we're doing, it's just going to level it up. It's just yeah. going to be so amazing, and and we're just making it all even better than it's ever been before. Okay, and I think so, that I think that term's probably fair pick as well. I, I think leveling up probably describes it the best way, the way it can. The the curriculum already delivers. It, it's already an outstanding curriculum that, where children walk away and go to some of the best universities in, in the world. So it wasn't broken. What we're doing is you're absolutely right. It's it's leveling up and it's making it so that it's bespoke and it and it speaks volumes to the to the community that we serve, so to speak, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're nearly at the end of our chat, but just one one last last question that I just wanted to, to ask you and talk to you about. So all of this is amazing. All the planning's been done. We've done we've done a lot of um, training already with our teachers. We've spent a lot of time with our staff getting ready, making sure that we are you know really ready on a deep level to launch this curriculum in August. But how are we going to know? How are we going to know what the impact has been, and and how are we going to know that we've been successful in what we set out to achieve with this curriculum? Yeah, it, I mean, we, how long have you got? Um, we should be able to see it on a day-to-day -day basis. I was talking before about um, we, we start this approach before the children and the teachers walk through the door, and that that you know that's testament to to what we're doing here. We've got a we've got an award-winning induction program in the school, and this creative curriculum approach takes that even further. So, our new teachers coming in for the next academic year have already had a taste for our approach. They, they already know what they are, what, what Garden's doing, what it means to be a Garden international teacher. So yes, we follow um, large aspects of the English national curriculum, but what do we do more than that? Are we just an international school or, or do we make it relevant to where we are and who we are as well? And the answer to that is a resounding, yes, we do. So <laughs> from the moment that the, the staff kind of sign on the dotted line to say that they want to be Garden teachers, they start that induction process. They start to understand what it is to, to be a, a garden teacher. And of course, when they arrive, we have a fantastic induction program that, that continues uh, on a face-to-face -face or, or online basis as well. And the same with the students. The, the communication for our, our admissions team and our leaders in the school, linking up with the, the students and, and making sure from the day that they arrive at school, they've got that friendly face, they've got that that peg or that cubby hole to, to put their belongings in. Straight away, they've got that relationship with the teacher that actually has started before they arrive at school all of those things are what you should see and experience as a student 
Um, but from then on in, in, in terms of impact, obviously what, what came out in terms of research, I think it was about four years ago now, is that there were lots of questions about using this topic-based approach in, in saying, right, well, if you're using inquiry, how do you measure it? How do you, how do you see the impact? And the, the resounding answer to that is go and see it in the classroom, go and see it in the books, go and see it in the corridors. So with this topic-based approach, because of its focus on the golden threads, because of its focus on the student-centered approach, you should be able to see it absolutely everywhere. But the absolute core, because of where it started with the student-centered approach, is go and speak to the children. Yeah. So in terms of levels, yes, academic uh, progress should, should increase um, over the time that the children are being part of this because of the way we're delivering it, because of the development of soft skills, because of the dispositions because of the way that we're immersing them, we're engaging them, we're challenging them, it's purposeful, meaningful curriculum content that we've, that we've developed for them. Because of the strategic focus on responsive teaching, the high quality feedback, the, the, the personalized approach to planning and delivery and work with the children, all of those things that, you know, as leaders, as, as teachers, we can start to measure that with the teacher learning communities that we've got in the school um, as, as well. All of those things should be giving us the data, so to speak, to, to show us that the children are making the, the fantastic progress that, that we know that they will. But the absolute core is go and, go and speak to the children, get a group of children together and say, what do you love about school? What did you do yesterday that, that just blew your mind? How do you think your, your teacher challenges you and keeps you on track or supports you to be able to be the best that you can be? Tell me the last time that you challenged another person's ideas of, or you went against the grain, or there was something delivered to you that you didn't quite agree with, but you voiced that dissent or your opinion towards it. That's, you know, you're going to be able to see that with, within the students. And, and I think that's probably, without going around with clipboards and pens, that's the best way to be able to see uh, what the impact is on the education. The, the proof should be in the pudding. Um, but the data will be there. The, the, the parents will be involved as much as possible. We, we have got it as part of our curriculum design to go out to parents and say, within your field of work, within your specialism, within your interests, how can you help us take this curriculum even further? So we've taken it two thirds of the way. Now let's knock it out of the park. Who have we got in our community that can support us in having an even greater impact? And then they're building those bridges between homeschool and the community. Profound levels, Nicola. Go on, we could go on. <laughs> it's, so it's, so it's, a, it's a difficult one. We, we talk about monitoring evaluation cycles and we talk about, you know, classroom journeys and, and student agency, student voice, but it, it should all be there. It, it should be, you shouldn't just have to go to one place. You shouldn't just have to go to the books. Yeah. You, your absolute core really should, should start from the children and getting the feedback from the teachers you should be able to stand and have a conversation with a group of teachers and say, how's it going? And they should be able to give you that feedback. They're engaged, they're loving the planning, they're loving the delivery. They, they're probably talking a lot about what the kids are doing right now yeah. in, in school and, and about what they're learning and how they're responding to it. Because even, you know, the teachers themselves are highly engaged, they're highly passionate about what they are delivering and, and how they're responding to it and, and how they are part of that learning with the children as well and providing that vehicle and facilitation to such a high end. Brilliant and we will of course we will ask the students and we will ask the parents we will ask the staff and that'll be part of our 
of how we do measure the impact um, and you know the impact on the community and it's all about that responsiveness isn't it that we've mentioned a few times yeah. being responsive to individual needs it's incredibly exciting and I can't wait to launch it in August um, it's and I want to be thank you to all your your work Neil in leading this and in, in you know the the kind of the key one of the key people that have, have driven this forwards and have led on this because it's, it's going to be amazing it's very exciting okay yeah. we're going to leave it there thank you very much for listening to this podcast we hope that that's been informative and you've managed to learn a little bit more about our new primary curriculum and we will be doing some follow-ups next year so next year next academic year we will be able to actually tell anybody that wants to listen to to um these podcasts what the impact has been and what the children have said about our new curriculum and i'm sure it's going to be really exciting so that's it from us today bye bye from me bye everyone thanks bye. for listening thanks everybody take care bye bye mm -hmm.